0: That's right, it's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this is a podcast for you. If you haven't done your Weekly Review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hey James, how's it going today, and have you done your Weekly Review?
1: Hey Jean, it's going pretty well today and as we talked about on the last episode, I've gotten my inboxes very close to zero but have yet to get to that elusive weekly review.
0: Well, despite my being so stern that we really had to commit to having it done this week, I didn't do it <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry I didn't but I got a little distracted with a Uh, getting a new iPad Pro, and that kind of sucked up my whole day, which I normally would plan to spend doing the weekly review. But, oh, well, this is uh, Do Better Next Time. And uh, anyway, we don't want to talk about that stuff because we have a guest on this episode, and I'm excited to welcome David Sparks to the weekly review. Hey, David.
2: Hey, thanks for having me
0: yeah we are glad that you had time to come on and chat with us now uh maybe you could tell uh people what you do and for those five people out there maybe that don't already know <laughs>
2: no, i you know I just like anybody else i the struggle is real you know <laughs> uh I've been a lawyer over twenty five years uh My practice is smaller than it was years ago because I spend a lot of my time also being a geek. I have a website called Mac Sparky, and I make a couple of podcasts, uh, one called Mac Power Users and one called Automators, and one kind of related to you guys called Focused, where me and Mike right. Schmitz talk about this stuff, too. Um, so I, I, uh, as some people have said about me, I don't have a single unpublished thought, and here I am. <laughs> Although I wish I brought my saxophone so I could have accompanied Jay- James at the beginning.
0: You know, so oh, yeah. There was an opportunity there. Yes, we do have a kick-ass uh, theme song, and uh, one of these days you're going to have to play saxophone with us. Uh, yes. Right, James? That would be fantastic. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. With the James Dempsey and the Breakpoints, that elite uh, troupe of musicians who play once a year, WWDC. <laughs> and Actually, when you mentioned Focus, I, I listened to Focused recently, And uh, there was an episode about using your calendar, which I thought was really interesting. And it was hard for me to drive and listen because I really was like, I need to take some notes on this because calendaring is definitely an area where I'm sure I've gotten better, but there always seems to be uh, more that one could do. And... um. I, yeah, there was just a lot in there. And I thought, wow, James and I have not really covered this area on our podcast. And it would be fun to have somebody who has been in the trenches uh, to come and and talk to us about how you got out of the trenches. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, David, uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about, so before you um, left your day job, how does your calendaring compare, like, from before to now? Because um, it seems to me that would be – there would be some some serious evolution.
2: Yeah, uh, there the really has for me. And um I made kind of a career transition. I mean, sort of. You know, I didn't, like, quit one career and start another one. But I scaled one back to make room for another. So I'm, I'm doing two things at once, which everybody will tell you is a bad idea, but nevertheless, (laughs) I'm doing it. Uh, But I had a real struggle when I first kind of got started. I I was thinking, Hey, you know, I'm doing this other thing that I used to do full-time. I'm doing it part-time now. So this should be cake, right? All of a sudden I got all (laughs) this extra free time. Everything's going to just work out and it didn't work out. It was actually really hard for me to keep track of it all. And, you know, the way I was doing the old thing, I didn't have as much administrative support as I used to have. Mm. And, um, Mm -hmm. the, um, just, you know, it just felt like I was spinning my wheels and not getting anywhere. So, and I am a big, you know, Omni focus, uh, GTD guy. I'm super into stuff, but then I realized that, you know, these lists are great, but you know, you can, we all tend to put too much on the lists and, The thing I wasn't really taking into account with all of this was time, you know, the element of time. I mean, when I, I can have a list, but when I look at the list as I start the day or plan the day, I need to take realistic stock of how much time these things are going to take so I can create a a system for myself to, to succeed. And it kind of evolved. The first way I did it was I would just write down the time next to major tasks for the next day and kind of add them up and see where they fit. But then I kind of stumbled into this idea. I call it hyper-scheduling. Since I started writing about and talking about it, people have written me to say this is an old thing, and people call it block-scheduling. I I didn't even realize it existed. I kind of, like, wandered my way into it. But the idea is you take the day and you take your major tasks – and you just kind of allot time for them. So, like, if I'm going to do a big contract for a client, maybe I'll take three hours and block it into the schedule, just like I would make a dentist appointment. But I'm making, a, you know, an appointment with myself to do this big thing I was going to do today. And then, you know, I don't. You can take this to an extreme. Um, and I didn't, I don't do that. I mean, I, I've read articles now about people who block schedule their bathroom breaks and that's crazy. But the, um, <laughs> but, but I do block the big thing. So every day I have two or three really big things I want to do and I, I block time in the schedule for them. And as mm-hmm. a result, they get done. You know, that's, you know, surprise, surprise, right? Um, If you make time for stuff, you can get more stuff done, and it's very satisfying because when I wasn't block scheduling, it seemed like I would get to the end of the day and have finished a lot of little things, but none of the big things, Mm -hmm. and this really kind of helps with that. Uh, Have you guys ever heard – I think it was David Allen, but – it, I'm not sure now who, who did this, but it's it's the idea of the jars of water and the rocks and the pebbles. Have you ever heard this thing before?
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the sand. Um, yeah.
2: Or,
1: yeah. I think it might have been uh, Covey. Yeah, maybe it was uh, him. Or, or the uh, Franklin folks. It's one of those two. Yeah. Where you put the big rocks in for, yeah.
2: Yeah, and that. That's, you know, that's what block scheduling does for you. you. know, it allows you to kind of manage those big rocks. And so I've become much more aggressive about using a calendar to get my work done as a result. And I started doing this about a year and a half ago, and it's really stuck for me. It's it's just, I guess it's a little bit of a hack, but it really helped.
0: Well, it's not a hack if it works. I yeah. think you're just, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's definitely uh, an interesting process, which, for me, it really spoke to me that one of the things that I struggle with are getting those things done that take more than 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, and so what, and I think that maybe you'd said this to me back at the time is that you were um, finding it hard to get your books written um, yes. Yes. because you can't sit down and write a book in one mm-hmm. sitting and, but you can't, just wait for the book writing to happen. <laughs> no. Yeah. You've got, it's, it's an effort.
2: You've got to like yeah. create time for it. And the thing was, is I would let everything else in the day take priority, you know, because I also, I'm in this weird spot where I do client work plus, you know, production, like media work for myself and my customers. So, but I have client uh-huh. work and, and, you know, I've got t- over 25 years of understanding that client work always comes first, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: I wasn't letting this other thing that I'm super passionate about and something that helps pay the bills just as much as the client work does. But for some reason, I just couldn't let myself go enough to do it. So I started just like taking it more seriously and blocking time and blocking time in the mornings, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and they're not books anymore. I'm mainly doing these, these video field guides because the, um, well, just for a lot of reasons, but the um, but I would take time, like two or three hours, to work on them in the morning, and it was just through this whole block scheduling process that I was able to kind of get there, and it's it's really been a a great step for me, you know.
0: Yeah, that was one of the things for me that was was inspiring um, because I as I aspire to. Write more longer blog posts for Microdot Blog. You know about how to use it and how to find people and what's you know what we're doing at Microdot Blog because it's uh it you know it's more than just a another social media platform. It it is a blogging platform. There's a community. We don't do things the same way they do at uh, other companies, and so every time I've had I've taken the time to write something longer. It It's always been really helpful for me, plus for other people. And I, you know, I get really good feedback. One of my best pieces was a guide to micro. blog for people who have a love-hate relationship with Twitter. And mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that model, which is what, that I'm talking about myself, you know, my love-hate relationship with Twitter – but I'm also saying, here's here's what's different. Um, here's what, once I've um, – and I have this idea of writing that, you know, sort of similar thing about Facebook um, and other places where people might be coming from and helping to orient them, you know. So I think I could write one of these pieces every week if I made the time to do it. Yeah. I put a list in OmniFocus and it says, like, you know, here's here's a their projects. I, you know, I know that, but and then other things come first. So, what I have started doing as, uh, based on listening to your your podcast was um, tagging these projects with a tag called writing, and then putting writing as you know a two hour block on the schedule. Every day, so that good, pretty good. I mean, I, I'm I'm just sort of ramping up, but it feels good to me because if I look at the, you know, I sit down to write, then I also can look in OmniFocus and say, okay, I can prioritize which writing project, you know, because they're they're not like months long projects. They're basically two hour projects, maybe longer, but um, that I can, uh, you know, I can say I could. I have somewhere to go, to find a thing to do during that slot, and I think, at least you know, I'm. I'll, we'll see how it goes, you know, over the year, because I am for 2020. That's going to be my goal: is every week a new longer post, and the uh, the thing that has always been a I don't know, sticking point for getting things done, like a GTD system for me is that how do I make myself do those things that are, that don't necessarily have deadlines, or even if they do have deadlines, you know, getting them done anytime except like the week before. <laughs> so, yeah. so, uh, that it felt to me like, well, if you have a sticking place in the calendar, and you also, you know, you, during that time, you don't, you don't just go kind of willy nilly through what's what's available to do, but have these certain projects that need that kind of focus. Then that they work together, the calendar and OmniFocus, to you know get me getting things done again.
2: Yeah, I mean the the what they call it, I think it's the Eisenhower Matrix and. Category mm-hmm. B is important, but not urgent. But that's actually where yeah. you have success. Um, I would try, Gene. Don't just block writing time, just block um, two hours to work on the why Facebook is better post. Mm-hmm. Or, boy, I screwed that up. Uh, why Facebook is better. That's worse. good. <laughs> boy. Anyway, man, I just, that's red. good. But, but, you know, just block time for that, that thing. It's weird because everybody listening probably has one thing that they know if they did it, it would be good for them to do it, but the resistance is is big. And I would say when it's an interesting concept when you write it down in the calendar and then you follow through and do it, you've got to do both. That's true. But when you write it in calendar and you follow through and do it, you get this trust in yourself. And then even if you haven't physically finished the project, as soon as you you block time for it, if you believe that you're going to actually do it, it like takes all the pressure of that off your brain.
0: Yeah. I'll try that. I will definitely try that. I think um, that um, definitely that, that feeling of saying, here's what I'm going to do and being pretty clear about what it is has worked for me as well. James and I talked about this a few episodes back and then, episode where I think the title was like giving yourself rudimentary instructions you know don't don't just say do research on this I I literally changed that to Google these terms
2: (laughs) Yeah, get better with your nouns and verbs
0: yes yes Uh, exactly
2: I talked about this I I made a a video field guide on OmniFocus and in it, I talked about the difference between manager me and employee me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I feel like the time you spend planning this stuff out, like it's your manager version. Mm -hmm. of yourself. And for me, one of the things I kind of discovered going through this process was that I'm really good at being a manager in the evening. And I'm really bad at being a manager in the morning because I wake up uh, full of piss and vinegar and I feel like I'm going to take on the world. I do that every day. And no matter how many years I do this, I always overestimate my ability to get work done in the morning. But for some reason, the, the Sparky that shows up at like four or five PM every day, he is, uh, world weary <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and just much better at making plans for the next day and being more realistic. And that's the one that I allow to do the block scheduling. I don't, I don't hyper schedule myself in the morning because I'm always wrong, you know.
0: Oh, that's uh, interesting. Um, so,
2: and it's not true for everyone. Everybody's different, you know, I mean, it's, it's uh, something you got to figure out for yourself. But for me, if I spend an hour at the end of the day, just figuring things out, um, uh, you know, and that hour isn't just planning. It's also doing an email audit from the day and cleaning my desk and just like really just shutting the day down. But if I do that the next day, I am always more productive and successful. It just, it's like magic, but I can't convince myself. There's still days that I don't do it. I didn't do it yesterday because I just, <laughs> you, know, you know, usually I do it, um, you know, Sunday evening for Monday. And I just didn't because I was having fun with the family. We were putting up the Christmas tree. And I'm like, ah, I can wait. And then, of course, today was kind of a, a mess for me. But, the, uh, uh, it, but separating the manager from the, the worker in your own, especially if you're self-directed, but in any job, I think it can make a lot of difference.
1: And at least I know I find, um, it's exactly the same way that sometimes I'm very much in a kind of a planning and managerial mode. And sometimes I'm just literally just executing and getting the things done. And the two don't mix very well for me at all. Um, I, uh, I think, um, that's interesting about blocking time on your schedule. I seem to kind of implicitly pick a thing usually in the morning that this is what I'll like the big thing that I'm working on today um so I don't necessarily stick it on the calendar but usually it's a uh very much kind of there is a thing very much in mind it's not just kind of heading into the day and then some days it is important to get a lot of little things done um but uh I, I think I might give that block calendaring a little bit of a try though. Yeah,
2: you don't need to go nuts with it. I mean, like I said, don't block schedule yourself from dusk to dawn. But <laughs> but pick some times in no, the day to would get some not. work done. And and like if you just pick one thing in your life that you've been having trouble finishing, um that's you know, that's enough. Just do that and, and schedule it. And, and and part of it is really just getting that sense of trust between yourself and this the system because you have to actually believe you're going to do it and then you have to follow through and do it or it doesn't work.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. Um, and uh, I think you talked about as well. I'm um, focused about the uh, the smaller things that you like group into like sort of administrative type blocks, yeah. which I would say are like the the big things are the the big rocks and then your yep. smaller rocks. Is that how you think of it?
2: Yeah. And in fact, that is just, you're doing time management in just the opposite direction. Like I will pay, say, I'm going to take an hour to handle personal business. And that's all I get is an hour. And I will get as much personal business done as I can in that hour. And then that block is up and I've got to move on, whether it's taking mm-hmm. a break or doing something else. But, but the idea of, um, you know, cause it, you need to make time for the big projects and you need lots of time, but you need to draw boxes around the time sucks. You know, like email is another one where <laughs> if you find yourself spending all day doing email, then I would, uh, I would give a real try to, um, saying, okay, I'm going to give my, I'm going to block an hour a day for email and that's enough. And after that, hours up. Whatever I finished, I finish, and whatever I haven't finished, well, that's not going to get done today, and it can wait till tomorrow. But I need to get on to doing the things. I need to write my post about Facebook. You know, mm-hmm. that's more important. And um, and if you can figure that out, um, I, I don't know. You, you, one thing you said at the beginning of the show that you never really figure this stuff out. You know, you never right. really get there with productivity. You just figure out what works for you and and make little course corrections. But the, the, it it is a journey. It is not a destination.
0: No, yeah, you know, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> the uh, and then the the last thing I wanted to talk about calendar wise because uh, I have one now is the Year at a Glance uh, wall calendar, which uh, also appealed to me. This notion. Of being able to just glance at something and say, "Oh yeah," don't try to plan anything. You know, here here's like an, a a chunk of the year where you won't be able to do anything. <laughs> yeah. So, huh. Um, and uh, it's cool. I got it. I haven't figured out exactly how I'm going to hang it. Um, uh, did, I, or you get, not, did you
2: get one of the focused ones?
0: Yeah, I did. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you knew that. Yeah. Yes, I got the focused. Uh, there's more to life than cranking widgets um yeah. 2020 calendar and you described it very well you know it's kind of funny how uh you know with a podcast trying to picture something but one of the things that uh, appealed to me that is that it's not like 12 boxes each with a month in it but that it's a continuous run of days yeah. you know in in 7 days at a time you know lines so that um, when you need to block something out that starts one, in the middle of one week and goes, or in the middle of one month, not the middle, at the end of a month and it goes into the next month, you can see that it's all the same thing, you know. So so the the weeks that switch over months, you know, are still on the same line. And yeah. it, that seems pretty legible to me. Like I, 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 I understood it intuitively when I heard about it. But I also looking at it, and it looks very nice. Um, I thought, um, yeah, I was looking. I'm looking forward to that. So I'll probably be hitting you up for some more. Uh, you're you now, <laughs> right? Because this calendar, the price of the calendar includes like lots of personal consultation, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I one of the big reasons I like the wall calendar for me is just to help me say no more often.
0: Yeah. uh, On the wall calendar,
2: I put like speaking engagements or like, if I need to put in three or four weeks on a field guide, I will block those out on the wall calendar. And then when people call me up and they're like, Hey, could you come talk at this? Or do you want to go do this? I can just, it's like a physical thing. I know I can look at it on my phone and on my computer, but just having it stare back at me from the wall, accusatorily, (laughs) (laughs) it just, it it helps me say no. And, And no is always a hard thing for me to say.
0: Yeah. I think that's something we all three of us have in common.
1: Yeah. I've gotten somewhat good at saying no over the years. Yeah. Um, yes. I used to be completely terrible at it. Um, and now it's not easy. You never want to say no. But when you think about, well, again, I, Gene and I talked briefly about the 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 wall calendar. And I tend to use my electronic one for checking out stuff. Um, and for me, I, I just have a feeling that I'm lucky that everything gets on one calendar, um, that I managed <laughs> to get it to one place, having one on the wall. I know something is going to be out of sync for me. Um, yeah. But, but, um, but yeah, saying no, because it's, when it's easy for you to take a look. Um, one of the things is very nice, uh, just having that calendar right on your phone where you can take a look when somebody asks you something and, and tell them right away. Um, <laughs> that, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm like out of town at that time or, or what have you, or maybe you're free and, and you can. Um, but yeah, it's, it is important to, not overcommit without a doubt. And any tool that helps you do that is worth its weight in gold and paper.
2: (laughs) You know, it's funny. I thought I was good at saying no. And I just a couple months ago had this epic failure, you know, where uh, a a retired attorney friend of mine called me and he had a big project and he needed help. And I wanted to help the guy because of all the good things he had done for me over the years. I, you know, but... I took on something I really had no business taking on and I was a victim of my own success because I've been doing pretty good lately about, you know, hitting deadlines and everything. So I'm like, sure, I can do that. And now, you know, then you get into it and you're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so like I said, journey not a destination.
1: <laughs> oh yes, and I yes, and I in no way claim to be perfect at saying no. Um yeah, there's always Especially once you've been doing well with something. That's that's especially when it'll, it'll zing yeah, exactly. you. exactly. <laughs> that's
2: uh you know.
1: I'm so good at this. This is, yeah. oh, I guess I'm not so Just good at this. Just get a little
2: cocky and then life will <clears throat> set you straight.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's for sure. Well, David, I appreciate you saying yes to us because I know that uh, – you are a busy person with many different things going on and directions, but I thought uh, that it, it would be something our 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 listeners would really appreciate, especially now that it's like you know the middle of December, and people are starting to think about how they're gonna do things differently. And if you want to start doing something differently with the calendar, January first is a nice date, yeah, <laughs> to do. it is.
2: And let's yeah. be all be honest. It is impossible to say no to Jane McDonald. It's just so wrong.
1: <laughs> that is true. Impossible.
0: Yeah. Well, to me,
1: it's pretty easy, but Gene, it's impossible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, you know, listeners, if you have any calendar hacks of your own or something you're gonna do for the new year in calendaring that you want to share. Let us know. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. We're on micro.blog and Twitter at the Weekly Review, and you can also email us at say hello at theweeklyreview.fm. We'd love it if you would rate or review this podcast. Consider it a Christmas present to us. Uh, <laughs> new ratings. We you don't even have to uh, pay shipping or wrap them up, um, and they would make us smile just like a physical present would thanks for listening and we'll see you at the next weekly review thanks
3: you got some things you want to get done and still enjoy a bit of organizational fun there's a lot of things you Yeah.